Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 15. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. This episode is also brought to you by Science Division, the brand new company making interactive tribbles. Head over to sciencediv.com and check out these awesome tribbles. You'll hear a little bit more about that later in the episode. But until then... Bye now! I don't have a stitch of makeup on tonight. <laughs> I was showing you just like this. My freckles and everything are just showing. <laughs> How are you, darlings? Quarantine. Worse now that worse now that you're here. Still alive. <laughs> what lovely backgrounds you all have. Noah, I see you have a picture of me in my dark period. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. I'm trying to find my my like moxie pick that i had as my profile and i can't find it are we on we are we are on yeah so i can't say the f word frankincense (laughs) you you can say you can say that all right so who do we have here we have mark rock and (laughs) stellar there he is hi mark how are you yeah are you still running that little um, children's bookstore? I gave that up. Yeah, yeah. We have Amanda Farkle. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Mixel. How are you, darling? Yeah, you I can't complain. Yes, it's oh, that guy. I got... Always complain. Oh, my gosh. Are you falling into a Sarlacc pit? And then that guy. Hi, that me. guy. What's his name? That's, that's, that's Hank. And that's Sophie. He's showing me dogs for people out there in the podcasting world who can't see. They're they're amateurs at this. I'm an old professional. That's the old professional that dressed up for an audio podcast. Well, this was to put everyone in the mood so that you would laugh more at my jokes because I'm 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 you know looking the part. Not funny. <laughs> see, did you see it worked for it worked for what was that one's name? Noel, Noel, uh, Bogler, (laughs) Nigel, butt wipe. Oh, yes, that one. (laughs) And then Charlie Spurgler. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Maxie. It's great to see you. So, I guess, I guess Mark doesn't have a microphone tonight, which is very good. It's a smart move not to give him one. Tell me about this podcast. I've never listened to it. <laughs> you had a, have a lot of subscribers. We're doing good for our first, within our first 15 episodes. We'll just put, put it that way. So you have 15 episodes. They come out every week. Other. Every other week. Every other week. Ish. Ish, yeah, Mostly. lately. And you have up to 1,000 subscribers so far? Somewhere in that range. A million? No. A half million. No. Uh, no. One thousand. Quarter of a million. Yes. Okay. In that spirit, means. at least. In spirit. So ghosts. You have ghosts that listen to your podcast. <laughs> I mean, we 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 actually rate highly in the in like the spirit realm. So. 
fantastic. Sylvia Brown, I'm sure, listens to you every Doctor Sylvia Brown, thank you very much. Is she a doctor? Uh, yeah, of 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 ghostology. <laughs> oh, Sylvia. Ah, oh, she left us too soon. She should have seen it coming. She's a psychic. You know, was a psychic. You know that was a joke. You know, I got she that one. Seen it coming because yeah. she was a psychic. We're on the zooms. Is everyone out there using the zooms these days in the lockdowns? That's the thing to do. I hear everybody on Earth is in a uh, shelter at home. If you watched me a few weeks ago, I'm sheltering on top of a very large pie. <laughs> I watched your 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 live show. Yes, it was live. I didn't. That was entertaining. Uh, barely but yes i liked it you were one of two <laughs> no i saw you got a lot of a lot of people were very engaged during that podcast or the, yeah, a lot uh, of people were probably yeah. kicked off of facebook for their engagement that night. <laughs> yeah right so we're a lot of ousters that night i think mm-hmm. <laughs> my year old enjoyed uh enjoyed about 10 minutes of it <laughs> That's pretty much that's pretty much how it, the way it works for any audience of Moxies, though. It's true. <laughs> she had to go to bed. I, I was going to um, trim my eyebrows before I came on, but I decided that I would just comb them out and braid them. Looks good. You know, with this with this uh, with this quarantine, everyone's having trouble with their beauty regimes. You know, their eyebrows are growing. As I see, uh, we can see Chris is growing a, a Gandalf beard. Mm. This quarantine beard it is highly recommended against by the cdc currently yes yes but you can store food in that thing so you don't have to go to the grocery store as often it's true it's it's my it's it's a when i don't have my mask i just roll it up in my face and i see from noah's look he is he has the road starter kit yeah, The Road. You know the movie The Road? <laughs> yes. I do have The Road starter kit. You're right. Okay, so let's get this show on the road, guys. Oh, we're doing a show? Yeah. A variety show. I, you know, uh, well, okay, let's, I, I got a question for you, Moxie. Yes. So, Moxie, I want to know, know from your perspective, you got to tell us a story, okay? Okay. Tell us a story of when you, how you met us. Of Don't how I me. met you. Yeah, let's hear that story. The real your story, or the yeah, we've told the story before. To people, but do you tell you don't tell people this our, story. Our either. podcast listeners have not heard this story yet. No. Yeah. Let, okay. Let's see. Well, actually, first, uh, welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast. <laughs> oh, Mike is here. I thought that was just a cutout. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Re- re- really quick then, since, since since Mike welcomed you to Five Year Mission, the podcast, we should probably also introduce our guest for the evening in case you don't know who this is that we are speaking to. Yeah. This is Moxie Ann Magnus. She is the chief cosmeto- cosmetologist yes. on the Starship Enterprise. Uh, we have known Captain Moxie... James T. Kirk. Under Captain James T. Kirk. I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot. I should have specified. There are many enterprises. <laughs> Very enterprising. Yeah. So we met Moxie quite a few years ago, and uh, she came and helped us entertain the crowds at Starbase Indy. Um, like I mentioned earlier, variety shows. So Sounds Moxie, lovely. so Moxie, this is kind of your forte. Yes. Just, just describe what you do to 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 the for, for the listeners. Well, I get on a stage and I sing with the voice of angels. 
I play a ukulele like no one has played before since vaudeville. I am the, I, I've been described as the world's okayest ukulelist. Yes, it's true. I am probably the world's okayest ukulelist, I would say. Uh, and I tell jokes uh, and I, uh, I do things such as that. I MC. I uh, spill the tea. As, as the kids say. I, uh, I keep it real. I kick it old 100 school. now. I, uh, I uh, do all of those things. So, so Moxie, what, what, got, what compelled you to do this? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how I got started, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Uh, oh, I do know what. I do. I do. Uh, it's Ooh. all started long, long ago at a convention called Dragon Con. There's this little tiny convention in the city of Atlanta called Dragon Con <laughs> that grew into a gigantic convention in the city of Atlanta called Dragon Con. Now, I uh, used to dress up in Star Trek gear at Dragon Con with uh, my friend Celeste and Chico, and we dressed as Star Trek ladies. And people would always say, oh, you're Janice Rand, or oh, you're Nurse Chapel. And I would be like, no, I'm just some random Star Trek uh, chick. And, uh, and so I was like, well, I, I guess I should come up with who I am instead of just being some random Star Trek chick. So uh, I came up with the idea that I was indeed Moxie Ann Magnus, the ship's chief cosmetologist on the USS Enterprise, because those basket weave bouffants just don't weave themselves, you know. <laughs> and there must be a cosmetologist on that ship because they didn't quite have hollow chip technology to put in people's scalps at that point. And they did have fabulous hair on the original series, so. Uh, so there must be a fabulous cosmetologist on the ship, and it turned out to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just the way that things happened. And uh, if you Truly, drink, you, can you be are it. one of the unsung heroes of the original series. It's right. true. And you know how unsung I am? I am so unsung that I do not have a Wikipedia page, and someone out there needs to rectify that. So I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> for the world I, I am sure someone listening to this podcast will do that helen like wow. <laughs> wow called her out right there <laughs> that explains the persona but what about the sh you know you you perform music and you tell jokes i perform music i tell jokes i had a little comic strip at one point yeah. i uh right. salon bay had a blog tales from salon bay so was did that just stem from, uh, you know, did you just start with uh, per, with with Moxie, and then did it just branch out from that, or was it all? Did you kind of have this idea from the beginning, and it, and it evolved? No, it just evolved. Uh, my life is just falling from one hole to the next hole. <laughs> Oh, that Moxie, sounds really. No. I shouldn't have said that, should I? This is this is a family podcast, Moxie. Come on. 
but what I mean by that is I never really plan anything. I just randomly fall into things. So I just started dressing up in this fantastic outfit and that just led from one thing to the other. And here I am today on this fabulous podcast watched by ones and ones of people. <laughs> it's magical. Nobody watches it. It's an audio podcast, Moxie. Uh, they, oh, oh, you're right. Listen to by ones and ones. Of there people. you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Did you know, here is a quarantine fact for you, that Ooh. the only soap opera prepared for the quarantine is Days of Our Lives because they film a good nine months in advance, whereas the other soap operas do not. Really? So Days of Our Lives is the only soap opera that has enough episodes to last through this quarantine, whereas the other soap operas do not. And the other soap opera, and Days of Our Lives was about to go off the air. They were trying to decide whether they were going to cancel it or not. That's right. I heard about that. And uh, now they're the only one who can actually survive the quarantine. So it, who knows what will happen now? How do you know that? Dun, dun, dun. How do I know that? Because I got concerned over my mother not having a soap opera to watch because she watched Young and the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they only have a matter of weeks before they'll have to um, start recycling. So, mm. do they still have soap operas in the future? Uh, they do. What, like what? Yeah. They have The Bold and the Mighty. They have the uh, the the um, the uh, the the coagulating and the crustable. Uh, <laughs> I think there's also the uh, my favorite is uh, the. I'm glad uh, to see your improv skills at work, Moxie. <laughs> the geriatric and the nestable Tupperware. That's a really good one. Wow. Uh, it's nestable about the geriatric Tupperware? and the nestable Tupperware and uh, storage of food. Thanks for coming out. We're geriatric and the nestable Tupperwares. You, you can use that if you want. Yeah. And then there's the one. First album about, is called, it's called Burp Seal Lid. The Screaming Goat one is kind of, uh, it's pointless, but you know. Well, that, that, that one's been on for years though. And Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I thought it'd be Cardassians by this point. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. I, I did. He's yeah. not the first to do that. No, I'm not. It's, it's an old meme. Wasn't that no. original? Open that let's, old wormhole. Let, let's bring this back around to let's, let's, I, I want, I want to hear the story. I want to hear the story out of Moxie's mouth. All How right. Did you, the, the whole, the story that brought five year mission together with Moxie. The story that brought five-year mission together with Moxie. Well, it's a sweet little story that happened many years ago. I was on this thing called the interwebs where many <laughs> rivers converge into one. Actually, I'm mixing my metaphors. Where many webs, <laughs> many strands of webs of of intergalactic information come together in nodules of spidery goodness. And in those webs, I found this band that was called Five Yard Missiles. Here we and go. That band was made up of five hoopy fruits from the city <laughs> what? of Angolandapolis. 
<laughs> Hoopy Fruz? In the state of Ambiana, in the country of the old United States. They were Yangs, not Coons. Mm. Thank goodness. And they were writing a song for every episode of the original series of a television show called Three's Company <laughs> that was oh, Jiggle TV about Jack and uh, Chrissy, Christmas Snow, who was born on Christmas Day, and Janet, who was supposed to be the plain girl, but was not really the plain girl. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I diverged. That was another band. That was another group that I was connected with. They were writing a, a song for epi every episode of a show called Star Trek. Uh, it's a show about exploring the universe. And as I was the chief cosmetologist on a ship called the Star Trek Enterprise, not the Star Trek Enterprise, it's just the Enterprise. Sometimes I call it the Star Trek Enterprise. But Branding. as I was the chief cosmetologist, I thought, hmm, I should check these guys out. So I got into my emails, an ancient form of communication. And I used a thing called a keyboard where you put your fingers on these little buttons and I, I tatted out a little message from <laughs> a man called Mike Rittenhouse. And I said, dearest Mike Rittenhouse, I am writing to you from the 23rd century, far into your future. Do not disbelieve what I say unto you, for I come from the future, and I see that you are doing something similar to what I am doing. Because at the time, I was doing a little episode. Uh, I was actually writing a blog at the time for every episode of the original series from the perspective of I, the I chief that, cosmetologist the on the ship, I, I miss, which I is miss, what I am. I miss those, yeah, I miss those stories related to the original. I think Did I miss my blog. Yeah. Yeah, I should go back to those, shouldn't I? Because I never finished them all. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Well, nothing ever sticks. That's the problem. That's, that's why I only go so far. I end up with Some five fiber. people who really like it, and they're like, oh, this is great. So, Mike, yes, I do throw a lot of things at walls, and nothing ever sticks. <laughs> that's why I only, I only have two things. And still don't have a, still don't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> so, or, or an album. But that's another story. I, I remember showing your email to Noah <laughs> and yeah. saying, I think this is a dude. <laughs> yeah. And so I contacted Mike Rittenhouse and said, hey, I'm, I'm very interested in what you're doing. I think it's really cool. And uh, I would, uh, I don't know that I said I would love, what did I say, Mike? I don't remember. I would like to meet you guys or? It, you really, really wanted to write our coattails and wanted to know how you could do it. <laughs> That's probably Which happened what I multiple, on multiple occasions. Yeah. I remember us thinking it was just a weird situation. We had no idea what to expect because we'd seen pictures of you online and that's it. And we hadn't really talked to you. We'd talked to you on an email, but we didn't really know what to expect. I don't think I had done any video at that point. Mm -mm. Well, I, I remember being relieved after having met you 
because I thought, wow, okay, so this person well, isn't completely insane. <laughs> yeah, we, we just did not know what to expect. Well, the thing at the beginning was either this person, me, is either extremely insane or a straight-up genius. That was and our it turns conclusion out that I'm well. a straight-up genius. <laughs> we met Brantley first. I remember meeting him and thinking, wow, you know, he's a really nice guy. I'm glad that he, you know, you never know what you're going to get when you <laughs> when you pick a chocolate out of the internet, you know. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, this one turned out okay. So I was really excited. And then, you know, Brantley took off that first evening and Moxie appeared. And yeah. Out of nowhere. And we had no idea what to expect. None. Is that the five-year mission Spice Girls shot? It's the five-year mission Spice Girls shot. We, we need to have that as the picture for this podcast. Well, we have the picture of all of us in wigs, too. Yeah. It's another Mo- Mo- Moxie, Moxie's Angels. I really didn't care for the wig I got stuck with. I got stuck with a Janet. They're, there they're all perfect. They are all exactly, exactly what they should be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like mine. They're pretty darn good. I think I made the mistake of saying, I don't care which one I get. And so I got that black bob. It's perfect. Yeah. I got that weird Andy Warhol thing. Yeah. You look like uh, Edna. Yeah, you look like Edna Mode. Edna Mode, yeah. I make capes. <laughs> Noah, had, Noah had that blonde wig, didn't he? Yeah, now I have the very um, beautiful, long, luxurious blonde wig. I don't yeah. see myself in that picture. I've, I've forgotten what I looked like. You're, You're over there, too. The edge. I the remember left. being a little turned on when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to explain, it was one year at, at uh, Starbase Indy, and I can't remember what year it was, but Moxie brought wigs for all of us. 2013. 2013? So Moxie brought wigs for all of us and we all put on these wigs and took pictures and had a little photo shoot. And, uh, it was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. When we do the, when we do, when you guys do the last episode, whoever gets that, the one with, uh, what is that one where, um, turn about intruder, you have to let me do that video. Oh, we've we've been talking about that for years. Like once we finally get to year five, and the one of the videos that we make, we are going to have you come up and like basically style us. Well, for, for that, that video, for that video, I want you to all switch places with me as the cosmetologist on the Enterprise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so we can do I will that. do all of your makeup. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. I will do your wigs. I will do everything. I am on board for that. I'm for it. Mike, who, who has Turnabout Intruder? Is that you? That's Mike. Mike. It's me. Oh, Mike. Mike's got, it's his song. So it'll be a song where two guys stand in an elevator and talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's going to take two except, years. Except for they'll be in drag. Right. Yeah, well, that's... You, just because I made one amazing song doesn't mean that I have to base every song on that one, Chris. Don't don't pigeonhole him like that. I'm I'm just it's wishful. He'll just do two more. When you when you opened for us that first time, was that the first time you had done a show like that? Uh no. Um, let's see. Uh, I had done a few shows in Atlanta, so I started doing. Uh, 
the first things that I did was uh, were the first shows that I did was with a convention called Trek. It was called Trek Trek Lantern, I think, in Atlanta. It's called Trek Lanta now. It was called Trek Tracks then. And uh, then I started doing uh, TimeGate, which was a a Stargate Doctor Who convention, and that was my that was my major con for years. That was the one that I did for a long time, and they just wrapped up. Uh, last year was their last convention. Oh, I didn't know um, they were better doing that. Because I tipped them off that this year would not be a good year to have a convention, and they just needed to 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 kind of go ahead and and do it all in. <laughs> because I know the future, of course. So, um, Doctor, like just like just like Doctor Sylvia Brown, just like Doctor Sylvia Brown. Um, yeah. So I had done some small stuff in Atlanta, some uh, some some emceeing, some little shows there, uh, and um, yeah. So some little comedy bits, some emceeing, some just shtick here and there uh some panels and stuff but um yeah uh so um when i came to indiana what year did i start this all of this stuff i don't even know it's just all a blur <laughs> it's just so bizarre because i never really had a plan kind of like so the podcast tonight yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good one, Mike. Hey, you know what? Since since the quarantine, these podcasts have been a little bit by the seat of our pants. That's 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 okay. It's a little. It's it's a whole different experience for us. So you go in and you edit these. You pull out the good parts. I we, do. Mike does. Mike does. Mm-hmm. Mike does he, until he gets tired. Painstaking. And then who knows what goes out there. So. So it'll go on, on out in about two years, three years, four years. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about this. A few years ago, when Moxie came to Indianapolis, uh, Mike had helped Moxie record an album, and it was 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 it full of was it nothing but five year mission covers, in, but in like your standard Moxie way. Uh, yes, and a, a, an original song, one original song, Mike. There were. I think two or three original two songs. Two or three original songs. Okay. Yeah. The Ballad of Moxie and Magnus. Yeah, that one. Ooh. Oh, it's on there or is it going to be on there? It's it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is what exactly is the holdup on this album? The Triangle? Was it the Triangle we were writing to record? <laughs> Cowbell? Hardest one. Or the zither was it the zither the Chinese zither that we just decided we needed more of? I don't know. The orchestra. It was the wall of sound. That was it. We needed a wall of sound. And you know, with with like Phil Spector being in jail and all, it's a little hard to exactly. complete. Exactly. I have Phil Spector's hair tonight. That's true. That's like the, that's like the casual Moxie look. Yeah, this is my day look. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think I don't think I've ever seen seen you in that particular hairstyle without without a big pair of sunglasses. So then you didn't have to mess with your eye makeup too. Right, it's true. I know your secrets. I know your secrets. You're inside my head. So audience, <laughs> if if you need to hear this Moxie album, what you have to do is just barrage Mike with 
uh, with money, an email campaign, <laughs> a messaging campaign, a smear campaign of some kind. Venmo at Mike Rittenhouse. And, and yeah, <laughs> Venmo will, will help speed it along and then it'll be released. Off inside oh. an envelope and send it to Hero House Comics, 1112 Prospect Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46203. Man. You heard it here. <laughs> so what, what, what songs are on there? Just a, a sample, a sampling. There is uh Well, first, I have a question. So yes. the Naked Time, for example... You change the words up a little bit when you sing that. Is that what you do? The same thing in the album? Is it kind of a? Uh, there are a couple of songs that I do a straight, straightforward version of, but a lot of them I've changed the words. They say a Vulcan never cries, so why do I feel these tears start forming? Sadness and anger telling lies. Emotions to me are more than disturbing. I know, I know, I know. This blood inside is still half human, but I shouldn't be susceptible to this aching heart or the way it's assuming control. Hey, that's a... uh... It, it, that's that's is that the first yeah, time anyone's heard that besides yes. us except live it's been played live a couple times. except live yeah yeah that's yeah. the that's recorded version the first five-year mission song that i sang you're welcome is that one <laughs> i remember because it was at starbase indie wasn't it yes yeah, yeah. because i wanted to ruin one of chris's songs before i ruined <laughs> any of the others I felt special until you started singing other ones. <laughs> what, what made you um, single out Chris? I, I don't know. I, I don't. Because he's the good looking. That one. Well, that one. The I don't know. I don't know. Why did I pick that one? You needed to knock him down a peg. Mike, why did I pick that one? The lyrics are simple. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was being trained in yarling at the time. <laughs> Oh, oh man! <laughs> you are a one time in a practice session, and you never live it down. Oh my goodness! But, that was at Noah's house too. We were yeah. practicing Dagger of the Mind, sitting on Noah's couch, and I, I was just playing Dagger for some reason, and I don't know what I was doing, and you guys just started laughing at me. This is the story that Chris tells. It will all be revealed in the documentary after we all die. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to drop it on the floor like that? Well, then my version stands for now. <laughs> anyway. I think the yarling was evident on the original demo. It may have been. <laughs> yeah. It may have been. I, I have the, de- I, the, the demo exists somewhere. I have it somewhere. So... Tell me what you guys are doing right now. <laughs> are you are you working are you working Silence. on year five? We are. Yeah. We have one. Well, we're yeah. we have we've written some songs for year five, but we're also working on we're in the middle of recording the supplemental material from year four that oh. for the Kickstarter. And when we just we were well on our way and then we had to quarantine and have not yeah. been able to finish. Yeah. I woke up one morning 
in this quarantine with um what is the line from the song i think it's patrick is it patrick's song uh nomad is that patrick's mm. song that's yeah. noah oh yeah that is patrick. No, the, the changeling yeah uh what's the line um I can't remember it now. It was on repeat in my head over and over and over again. I was like, why is this in my head? Is we it sterilize, sterilize. Yes. Yes. Sterilize, sterilize, sterilize. Sterilize. And so, yeah, <laughs> like um, it wasn't, it was my washing hand song. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear my washing hand song? No. Washy washy song. I don't know. I have. I should get my ukulele and sing it for you. Let, do that. Let's see. How does this That's song go? I just wrote it the other day and I sang it in my little show, but I've forgotten it completely. So this is a hand washing song that can help you wash your hands for 20 seconds uh, while you, because you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds. No, are you paying attention? No, he's not. Okay, yeah, this is like teaching online. Any of you out there teaching online? Okay, this is like, Mike, are you paying attention? Is your camera still on, Mike? Mike, if you're listening, say yes. He's <laughs> acting like he's frozen. It's 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 a it's it's a good good commitment. <laughs> Only his heart is frozen, Andy. Only his heart. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here's my song. This is your hand washing song. Washy, 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 wash. Washy, 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 wash. Wash between your fingers. Wash your nail beds too. Wash up to your elbows and your pits. Go and take a shower and then you'll be through. No. Nuke yourself from low orbit. <laughs> it's the only way to be sure. Washy, 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 wash. Washy, 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 wash. That's it. Wait, you had to look up the lyrics for that? Yes. <laughs> to be fair, Noah, Noah has to look at his lyrics for every single song, no matter how many times we've done them. I just wrote it the other day, and then I did a show where I did 8,000 songs. That was a lot. Like you four hours. It was like, a tele, it was like a Jerry Lewis telethon. It was. And you know what I noticed? You do, and I know you always have, but I didn't, I, I guess maybe I didn't, I didn't really pay attention. I don't know. But you do no one ever does. a lot of one-liners. You do a lot of one-liners. That's kind of your thing. Where does that come from? Uh, I mean, do you have, what are your influences, Moxie? There we go. Comedic, comedic influences. Well, Whoopi, my Whoopi. <laughs> I had a dream once. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go off topic here just a little bit. I'll come back to that, dear. I had a dream once. This was a real dream that I had where I was talking to Whoopi Goldberg and I, I said to her, I said, is it Whoopi or Whoopi? Wh which is the correct way to pronounce your name? Is it Whoopi? Is it Whoopi or is it Whoopi? And that was the dream. That was it. That was the whole thing. <laughs> Riveting story, Moxie. <laughs> it's a true story. And so what are the influences? Well, if I had 
if I could be born at any time, I would be born at like the point where I could be traveling at the height of vaudeville, where I could be a vaudevillian, uh, where I could travel around and just be on a stage, go from city to city, and uh, just do that vaudeville stick. Do you have a favorite vaudevillian? I love uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen plays the 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 stage type that was called a dumb Dora. Do you, mm-hmm. Have you heard of that before, a dumb Dora? Oh, yeah. And so uh, Gracie Allen's shtick was just perfect. For those listening that don't know what a dumb Dora is, can you explain that? So for traditional comedy, you've got the uh, duo, right? The comedy duo. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the comedian and then you've got the straight guy. So the straight guy is the setup. The straight guy sets up all of the jokes and the comedian delivers the punchline, right? And so with George Burns and Gracie Allen or any sort of typical uh, straight guy and dumb Dora, you would have the uh, straight guy who was the guy playing it straight and setting up the lines and the dumb Dora who was uh, playing dumb the dumb blonde is what we would call it today. And uh, so she would pretend to be really dumb and say a lot of really stupid things that sort of played off the, the straight guy's talk. Yeah. And so I base a lot of Moxie on sort of that dumb blonde persona that, uh, you know, uh, and, and I do steal, I borrow a lot of my stuff from old Volville hacks. I was going to ask you if, if you write all your own material or if it's acquired. A lot of it is really straight off of Vaudeville acts. A lot of it is, is straight out of, you know, old uh, 1910s, 20s, 30s Vaudeville. Uh, some even later than that, early TV, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And some of it, a lot of it is is my own stuff. Taking that and kind of blowing out of out, blowing that up and going crazy with it. Yeah, I I love that whole period of vaudeville and that really. Uh, and then from there, the the old Hollywood movies like uh, His Girl Friday, the old uh, comedies, Catherine Hepburn. Uh, uh, what's the Catherine Hepburn with the cat, the big uh, jaguar? Uh, bringing up baby have you ever seen that movie bringing up baby no Mm-mm. oh my god you have to see that movie bring it that is your quarantine homework all right <laughs> bringing up baby <laughs> and you'll only have six months to watch it then so bring <laughs> bringing up baby is this fantastic uh comedy with katherine hepburn and cary grant he is an archaeologist, or not, is he an archaeologist? No, he's a paleontologist who works for a, a museum, and he's getting married to this very dull woman, and he's trying to get this, uh, like, dinosaur bone, or I don't know what the the sort of premise for the story is, and her uncle sends her, Catherine Hepburn is this, like, socialite, her uncle sends her, a like, a jaguar cat, uh, and it's just a screwball. It's a screwball comedy. It's just, it's ridiculous, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Read the, read the description, Chris. Oh, okay. <clears throat> While trying to secure a $1 million donation for his museum, a big, <laughs> a befuddled paleontologist is pursued by a flighty and often irritating heiress and her pet leopard baby. 
There you go. <laughs> Oh, it is fantastic. And it's got that, that what do they call it? The mid-Atlantic accent that everybody used. Do you know about the mid-Atlantic accent? Uh, is that? It's that 1940s accent that everybody talked in, right? Yes, yes. So it was supposed to be this accent that was, it's mid-Atlantic because it wasn't British and it wasn't American. Oh, I just watched um, Sunset Boulevard last night. Yes. And, oh my God. That is such a good movie. The yeah, it's people. amazing. Oh my God. And this, the, the, you know, the older woman. No, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. Long, long time ago. Okay. And so the woman who, who played, you know, the washed out, the washed up silent movie star, that's what you're talking about, right? Mr. Daniel, I'm ready for my glasses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. amazing. And that, that very quick clip talk, Mm -hmm. Hello, everyone. I'm here to talk to you today about what we're going to do. Yes. We're here for this podcast. Everyone, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm here to talk to you about Moxie Magnus. She's such a fantastic girl. <laughs> I want I, I, I want to see a show where that's you use that accent the whole time. Well, that'd yeah. be hard to keep you, up. You got to work okay, on that. I'll do it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. It doesn't have to be a long show. It could be a guest appearance by your sister Marxy or something. Marxy, uh, Marxy, the communist, uh, the communist sympathizer from the 1930s. Marxy Magnus, the ham and sickle. All I need, see. I never thought I'd get to say this, but this week's episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast, is being sponsored by Tribbles. Yes, Science Division is a brand new small business ran by Jay and Kalia, and they got this idea to make interactive tribbles because Kalia really wanted a pet tribble when she was growing up. So what they've done is they've made actual insanely soft tribbles that actually vibrate and trill, and they actually have modes such as at ease, on duty, and watchdog. There's also an attack button. How do these work? Well, there's an app called Section K7, which is available for iOS and Android. Once you get this triple from ScienceDivDiv.com, you can actually use this app and you'll have your own pet triple. It's amazing. I've seen them in action and I am going to have to drop the money on getting one of these for myself. I think my dogs would really enjoy this thing. So head over to ScienceDiv.com pick up one of these insanely soft, cute little interactive triples today. I recently was at a fantastic, uh, it was a communist nudist commune. A communist nudist commune. It was fantastic. The food was- What was it called? Everything was great. It was called, uh, it was called uh, uh, Trotsky's, uh, Trotsky's, Trotsky's, <laughs> uh, something about Trotsky. Uh, it was called Perfect. Trotsky's. Check your notes. Deli. Maybe you should stick to the script, Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Trotsky's Tiny Bits. <laughs> nudist colony. Trotsky's Tiny Bits Nudist Colony, I believe was the name of it. 
you know, uh, the thing about improv is always say yes. This is my new favorite thing to do to Moxie now. Is to throw me, throw me things for improv. <laughs> yes, this is, this, is, this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> so I was at this nudist colony. It was a communist nudist colony called Trotsky's Tiny Bits Nudist Colony, as we have established. <laughs> <laughs> joke and so the food was fantastic i was sitting out by the pool on the veranda i was talking to this fantastic older gentleman we were sitting there by the pool and we were discussing communist philosophy and this gentleman says to me have you read marx and i said uh yes uh, i think it's the wicker furniture <laughs> I got it. I got it. Have you read Marx? Yeah. R E D. Yes. M A R K S. Mike. Oh no. I I got the joke. It's a That's slow burner. As <laughs> top shelf. Top drawer. Top drawer, top shelf. It is top drawer. What a clown show see, this is. Had I not dressed for the occasion, you probably wouldn't have laughed, Noah. Thank you. Yeah. I laughed. I didn't really know why I was laughing, but I laughed. It seemed appropriate. Now I have a topic I want to bring up. Okay. Okay. All right, so here goes Noah's topic he's bringing oh, up. Oh, boy. All right, so you're, you're a fan of puppetry. Right? Yes, I am. You're a fan of what? Puppetry. Puppet oh, puppetry. puppetry. Puppets. Puppets, right? Yes. Number, number one, are you going to do a Moxie puppet at some point? Uh, well, I do have Soxie Sagnus. Have you ever seen Soxie? Bella. I have not. Yeah. Well, I have one of my brilliant, brilliant, I think this is the most brilliant idea that I've ever had is Soxie Sagnus, who is a sock puppet, Mag Moxie Magnus. Actually, one of my uh, great friends made it for me, uh, and it is a sock puppet Moxie Magnus at Atlanticon, uh, which is a gay and lesbian uh, convention. Atlanticon happens every year uh, in Atlanta. It's a gay, lesbian, sci-fi convention, which was canceled this year because of the quarantine. Um, I'm going to have to give a shout out to them because, uh, uh, let's see uh, if I can make this story short. So I was supposed to travel <laughs> before this quarantine. Uh, and so I, this was the first year that I had not, I was not going to do Atlanticon in like, uh, 3,000 years. And so um, I had not signed up to do it this year. I told them I was not going to be able to do it. And then uh, the coronavirus hit and all of my travel plans sort of instantly disappeared. And so they were not, they had not yet canceled. So they were like, oh, please come to Atlanticon. And I was like, uh, I would love to but I don't think it's a very good idea. And they had not yet canceled because the city of Atlanta had not yet put in any type of quarantine or yeah, state I heard, I, orders. I heard, I heard Georgia was pretty slow in getting those Georgia implemented. Georgia was very slow in doing anything. 
And so uh, my very fantastic friend, Candace, who was the, the head of the con, uh, if they canceled the con themselves, they would have been in the hole like 15, uh, what was it? It was a ridiculous amount of money, like $150,000 or some ridiculous sum of money. <laughs> and so if they had to cancel the con themselves, the con would have disappeared forever. If the con was canceled by the hotel, they would have owed, they would only owe like a couple of thousand dollars and they would survive again for next year. And so Candace was like, I can't see canceling this con myself because I don't want this con to disappear forever because we love this con. We have a lot of people who love this con and I want to save this con if I, if I can. So, and she's a nurse and she's like, come hell or high water, I'm going to go through with this. And so uh, I, they, they brought me on the week before the con and I was like, okay, hold my beer. I'm going to see what I can do to get this canceled because it's a gay lesbian con. So I was like, I am ready. Cause this was a sat, this was a weekend. I was like, okay, if Monday comes, I'm going to the press and I'm going to be like, okay, Atlanta. Okay. Marriott, you're ready to hold this con for a community that has, has people who are, HIV positive who have possible uh, autoimmune problems in the midst of a coming pandemic. And Marriott, you're ready to uh, force this convention to go on uh, and you're ready to possibly face the, the bad press from this. So hold my beer because I'm ready to bring some bad press your way. So I called the mayor and I'm like, look, I'm ready to talk to somebody in your office. And they were like, well, you're going to have to wait until Monday. <laughs> so I was ready to bring all hell down on them. But um, the city of Atlanta, thankfully, before Monday, decided to, to cancel all events of more than 100 people. Thank goodness. And so, so they canceled the convention. So I didn't have to go like psycho bitch on everybody because I was ready. <laughs> I was ready to get that convention canceled. <laughs> and um so they they canceled it and so in, in the end they only owed a few hundred dollars so check out atlanticon because next year they're going to need need people and it's a it's a great it's a great event but anyway what was the question <laughs> uh, so basically soxy magnus did not get to um be a part of atlanticon so they have at Atlanticon, they always have this uh, erotic midnight <laughs> sock puppet uh, story reading thing. <laughs> and so they always like have it these already. sock puppets that read like fan based erotica. So they always have sock puppets. So, as, an, as a, a side of this event, they made a, a Moxie Magnus sock puppet. So I, I named her Soxy Sagnus. <laughs> and uh, when I did my show in uh, Indiana at, uh, at the back door down in Bloomington, mm. I had this brilliant idea to lip sync the song from Kill Bill by the one, two, three, four, five, sixes, the woohoo song. Do you know that song? The five, six, seven, eights. Five, six, seven, eights. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that one. The, the, the Japanese, song. the Japanese all girl garage punk band. Yes, the woohoo yeah. song, woohoo, woohoo, yeah. that song. Yeah. So I lip sync that, and I did lip sync ventriloquism with Soxy Sagnus, my puppet. Oh, and I am so good at this, and it was a first. I don't think anybody else in the world has ever done lip sync ventriloquism. And I even drank water while doing lip sync ventriloquism with Soxy Sagnus. It was the most brilliant thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. See, it's all coming back. There. Yeah, you do. I was there. I forgot. Yeah, see, you forgot. I did. I forgot. But I, I, uh, I, I, you know, it's really interesting because I do some puppetry. I'm terrible at performing with puppets because I can perform like crazy in all of this nonsense, this wig, this makeup. I can act like a, a fool. But when I put a puppet on, I, I can't do any of that because I'm hidden behind the puppet. I cannot act with a puppet. I don't know why. It's not known thing. for his subtlety. Cannot, he doesn't understand what you're talking about. I, I can't put any of that into a puppet it has to come all out of my face out of me it's yeah. it's the strangest that, thing it's one extra step that it's weird i feel so foolish with a puppet did you watch muppets <laughs> from space <laughs> oh. knowing you're you're a fan of puppets i, I wanted you to answer oh, this yeah. question and then i kind of want everybody to answer this question because um my my daughter ida has been really obsessed lately with the muppet show and muppets in general and you know we've been trying to see behind the scenes stuff and how it's done and and she's just been really really into it um and that's, up in up class, Noah. that's how it's done yeah that's how yeah yeah well it's, it's a little more subtle than that mike uh but anyway um i've been watching a lot a lot of more more Muppets than I ever thought I would ever watch. Like movies that came out in the late 90s that I didn't even think, know existed. You know, I just watched a lot of Muppets. I, I'm always thinking of it like, which, as band members, which Muppet are we? Like, like animal. who are we as, well, as Muppets? I mean, obviously, Clark is animal. I mean, that's, that's I have to tell you that I was obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with the Muppets from the time I was uh, a kid until I went to college. I, when I was a kid, my walls were covered in posters of the Muppets. I was obsessed. And part of, you asked earlier about my inspirations, uh, part of who I am is Miss Piggy. I mean, part of this whole thing right here is, is Miss Piggy. Um, I, I was totally, totally obsessed with the Muppets, uh, with Miss Piggy, with all of that. And anything Muppets, I was, I used to, um, back in the dark ages, uh, I used to record on a tape recorder. When the Muppet show would come on, I re would record the episodes and listen to them over and over and over again. And I can still, to this day, you know, I, I can't remember anything, but I could probably quote verbatim, like you tell me, uh, you start me on in an episode, like you start me in the Ruth Buzzy episode of The Muppet Show, and I could probably continue from there to the end. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, Muppets, I am I am totally in with, like, uh, let's see, who are so, you? So who, who are we? Hmm. 
I, I can I can start if it's, if it's very philosophical question, Noah. Who are we? Like I, I I sort of feel like I'm I'm Gonzo a lot of the times. I don't know. I I think you've got a little bit of Sam the Eagle in you without sort of the conservative. Yeah, thing, yeah. Mike Mike I think is um sometimes I feel like he's he's uh, Stadler and Walt Waldorf. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're all the you and the combined. You like, and Mike are kind of Statler and Waldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of kind of. Yeah. That's true. We are. I think the two of you are the the closest to Statler and Waldorf of all of but, you. But then sometimes Mike Mike is sometimes super a super super optimist, like super okay. You know, like so sometimes I think he's a very fuzzy bear because he's just like scooter. Like, yeah. Everything's great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. He's you know, a skeeter. He's, there you go. He's saying, he always says waka waka too, which is kind of a dead giveaway. <laughs> well, the, 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 that's actually more of his, the, the Pac-Man oh, yeah, coming yeah. out though. And he always only wears a scarf and no clothes. <laughs> oh, and a hat. Yeah. A little bowler. <laughs> Just like Winnie Chris, the Pooh. Chris is, Chris is, uh, uh, he's got a lot of Kermit in him. He's kind of the statesman of the band. He's, yeah. I, I think he's that even even keeled spokesman sort of i think andy is more janice than than um (laughs) (laughs) for sure really i'm taking numbers with that one (laughs) no because i say it's it's always like at the conventions hey we can't we can't find this person to get paid can you find them oh yeah i'm on it show me the last place that they were that's a that's a scooter. That's more of a scooter, though. I think I, I would definitely, of any of us in the band, I'd probably have the most scooter. You're scootery. <laughs> Fifteen You're seconds scooter. to curtain, Miss Magnus. Who's? <laughs> what about Patrick? What would Patrick be? That's what I'm trying to think. Sometimes, he, sometimes he's Sam the Eagle. Sometimes. 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 I'm trying to think of trying to think of one of them that's really into candy. He's zoot. <laughs> Except for Sax is his Dax. <laughs> you know your Muppets, man. Oh, I know my Muppets. Did, did you guys ever see Muppets Tonight? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I watched it when it aired back in yeah. 95, something like that. Yeah. The host was this guy. He had dreadlocks and like, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. Clifford. Uh-oh. His name was Clifford. What Clifford. Yeah, that's yeah, Clifford was the host of Muppets Tonight. Yeah. But but what's the one from from the Muppets with uh with Jason Siegel? Oh, oh, that's um the main character? Yeah, the the, the character they introduced, like the well, one that well, gets Walter. Walter, yeah. That that's Patrick. Yeah. Walter is Patrick. Yes. No, I I think you know Patrick could easily be Cookie Monster as well. <laughs> Because Patrick That's likes true. sweets. Only all-you-can-eat Sunday bar. I, I think Patrick, I think Walter is a good fit for Patrick, actually. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I know I kind of went into Sesame Street there, but Sesame Street is Muppets as well. It's technically Muppets, yeah. yeah. Grover was my jam as a kid. I had a Grover. Oh, man. That I, I love Grover so much. Uh, I do, too. The, the monster at the end of this book. Yeah. I, I, uh, I read the yeah. cover off of that book. Yep. I loved that Me book. Too. I loved Grover so much. And I'm actually a big fan of Gonzo as well. Yeah. yeah. I love Gonzo and, and Kermit, of course, but everybody loves Kermit. 
Yeah. Who's and I love Dr. Rat? Teeth. Maybe Andy's kind of a Rizzo the rat. Oh, yeah. Rizzo. I can see that. He's got attitude. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. He eats trash. I do. I, just, I actually for for lunch today. I was I was dipping nacho cheese Doritos into nacho cheese. So, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Uh, let me tell you, with this with this crazy shelter at home thing, I have more food in my house than I have ever had in my house ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It is the weirdest thing. And my kitchen, it's just like I, I, I said to my husband tonight, I was like. Uh, we have got to get this kitchen under control because I could have an anxiety attack because there's so much food in this kitchen and there's no place to put it. It's just, there's just so much food in there. I mean, this is a good problem to have, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have toilet paper? Because that comes at the, you know. Yes. Uh, that comes after the food. Uh, before all of this hit, even, uh, Luis went to, Luis is my husband. Mm. Uh, Luis bought toilet paper and he came home and he's like, I am so sorry. And I said, what? And he said, I accidentally bought scented toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, That's it's weird. okay. And I went in the bathroom and the whole bathroom smelled like some lavender whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so your nethers stay fresh. <laughs> yeah, I have never had scented toilet paper before, but. I didn't know they made scented toilet paper. Yeah. It's so your poop don't stink. Yeah, since like the sixties, Chris. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not fancy. I don't have lavender they, toilet paper. They, they they didn't have fancy toilet paper on Worthington. <laughs> no. Hey, Mike. Mike. Mike lent me the uh, um, Mully Crew. Um, the, the dirt book. The dirt. The dirt. Yeah. So I I started reading it. And uh, I mean, this is back a long time ago, even when there wasn't a pandemic and they were talking about how they didn't have toilet paper and they used all sorts of other things. So like, I'm learning from that book, like what to use. Thank you, Molly so Crew. Are, aren't you- We are straight up out over here. Aren't you living in the woods? Yeah, so, you know. You're surrounded by leaves. Leaves, pages from books. There's grass, you just got scoot. Scoot, yeah. Everybody was scooting. freaking out. I was like, you know, you're in your house. You can't go anywhere. There's this big water box called a shower. Just step <laughs> over into the shower and wash your bottom. <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> I, I don't know. Crazy idea that water Everything is a bidet if you try hard enough. <laughs> Oh, everything, every machine. This is another joke that I love. Every machine is a smoke machine if you try hard enough. Mm -hmm. Even simple machines. True. This is great content. So when when can we expect the Moxie does five-year mission album? Next week. <laughs> you got, Next you got week? time. So when this comes out, this will come out, what, in two weeks? And so you got three weeks, Mike. Excellent. Is Moxie Fantastic. still here? Fantastic. Oh, there. Moxie, do you have, what are you working on? Do you have anything coming up that? What do I have going on? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, you had, you had your live show. Do you have anything else coming up or anything you want? I don't have want? anything coming up. I, I, you know, I, 
I am on vac. I am very lucky right now in that I am on vacation. Uh, so spring term at my work is is when I have my vacation. So I just stepped right into. I stepped right in from teaching to, uh, I, in fact, I was supposed to, this would be my second day in Taiwan, which is virus-free today, oh. actually. <laughs> if I had just gotten there, I wouldn't have to worry about any of this BS. <laughs> but um, they're not letting any, I, I don't know if they're still not letting any, any dirty, dirty foreigners in now. Uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, uh, Taiwan has responded remarkably well to this uh, outbreak and uh, is one of the countries of the world that uh, has handled this very well, unlike some countries and uh, presidents that I won't name. But, um, <sighs> yeah, so for me right now, I am, uh, I am free. I am not uh, working. Uh, I still have a job, but this is my vacation. So I'm a teacher in my day-to-day -day life. And uh, I am uh, free. Uh, and so I would like to do more. Uh, I don't really know what I would like to do. But <laughs> I've been working in my garden a lot. So um, that's I, I posted on my Facebook as Moxie. Uh, my, uh, so this is not, not something that I haven't told people, but my father recently died. So, yeah, so I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I also had a, a cousin that I, I, I honestly, I didn't know my cousin very well. We grew up together. And so I knew him as a kid, but, uh, my cousin also died. He was one of the first people I think in New York to get the coronavirus. Yeah. And he was in a coma for uh, about a month, and he had come out of the coma and was doing, uh, was recovering, but uh, had a uh, sort of quick downturn and uh, died. And um, he was, they had a memorial service on Easter. Uh, and so I have just been uh, just sort of taking it easy. Uh, piddling in my garden, uh, just being very gentle with myself, uh, uh, leaning on my friends and, uh, and, and taking things easy, loving, loving and living. <laughs> so, um, Is that a lover boy song? It, it should be. <laughs> But there are a lot of things that I want to do. I, I, I'm not scheduled to go back to work until June. So I uh, do plan to see more. Uh, I would like to do an, at least one other Moxie live show to kind of uh, bolster people, give, give people a little bit more love and, and uh, maybe do some, some more pre-1923 royalty-free songs for everyone. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I'm thinking about actually even recording some of those. Hey, Mike, maybe I could talk to you about uh, how to record some of those here while I'm in in my house. Oh, now. yourself, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will record them myself. I won't rely on you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you learned your lesson, huh? Burn me once, shame on you. Set me on fire twice, shame on me, or something like that. I don't know the same. Something like that. Something like that. 
But um, yeah, so that's, <laughs> so if you asked, it, that, did that answer your question? It didn't, but. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to, if there was anything you had coming up, I just wanted to make sure that we touched on it so people knew. Uh, what do I have coming up? I'm going to wash my face, brush my teeth. And <laughs> that's a good plan. Well, and we're, we're real happy that you were able to, to talk with us tonight. I'm sorry that you, it's, it's been a, a rough few weeks and we're always here for you. You know, we love you. One, one thing that I've said is that having, having bad things happen during this time, it's, it's, uh, it's been uh, sort of a blessing because when you have a tragedy happening, happen within a crisis, you know, you're not alone because everyone is struggling and, yeah. uh, there's no why me, why am I having this trouble? Because everyone is having trouble. And so you look around and you see other people. And it's been just really helpful to me to reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do to help you? And um, and I, I plan on continuing to do that and just to uh, continue uh, reaching out and talking to my friends. And uh, I sent my friend Andy a message to see how he was doing because I know that he has had some job job changes recently. Andy, how are you doing? I'm sitting <laughs> at home watching my girlfriend work from home. Yeah, and uh, eventually, once all this crap goes away, yeah, hopefully, I'll have something else lined up. Yeah, well, it's just like everybody says to me: if there's anything I can do for you, uh, I'm here for you. So that's. Yeah now is is we're all here for each other and uh, i think that goes out to a lot of people i know as well so hey and speaking of reaching out and talking to friends uh how can where can people follow you on social media uh well on facebook i'm moxie and magnus uh i have uh moxiemagnus.com uh Ooh. i i have fits and starts on in instagram uh, and, uh, one of these days I'm going to get up and running again with the, uh, tales from Salon Bay, but who knows when that'll be. And I'm going to do some conventions when, when things come back, maybe who knows <laughs> when the, when the world's no longer dying. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe just maybe one day I'll have a Wikipedia page too. get on it. People Mox, Mox needs a Wikipedia page. So let's make it happen. You know, my, you know, Rittenhouse isn't going to do it. So somebody else has to do it. <laughs> As you often hear me say at the end of the show, Fancess is your home for all things pop culture pin related. It's one of the most used sentences on this podcast, I believe. But head over to fansets.com. You can see the brand new Star Trek releases of the Voyager 25th anniversary pin and pin set. They are very, very beautiful. The one I'm going to have to order here pretty soon is the Mako pin from, from Enterprise. It is beautiful. They also have new releases from DC Wonder Woman. And also, they now have pinfolio cases so you can show off your pins in a beautiful display case. Head over to fansets.com right now. Place a bunch of these things in your cart. And at checkout, enter the discount code 5 Year Mission. That's the number 5 and then Year Mission in all caps. 5 Year Mission. You will get 15% off your entire order. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for sponsoring this podcast each and every week and all the other shows here on the Trek Geeks Network.
go ahead and wrap this up. We have been five-year mission talking with Moxie and Magnus. And we'll see you again here super duper soon. Moxie, we miss you. We love you. Love you, Moxie. I love you guys very much. Thank you for having me. This has been a, a real pleasure, lots of fun. And I mean it this time. It's fun for us too. I would, if, if, well, at least this time you mean it, Moxie. This is one time I do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have officially launched the Five Year Mission Patreon. On there, you can see posts with pictures and videos of behind-the-scenes shenanigans with the band and the podcast. There are different levels you can sign up for, where you'll get exclusive merch and videos and unreleased tracks and demos and other stuff from the band and the podcast that you wouldn't normally get if you didn't follow us on Patreon. The different tiers you get to choose from go from Ensign all the way up to Admiral, and one of the perks of being an Admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. This week's producers are Neil Carpenter, Debbie Rinke, Helen Lake, and Carol Jones. So head over to the Five Year Mission Patreon right now and sign up as an admiral, and your name could be listed at the end of the next episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash five-year mission. That's the number five, year mission.